0: The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 11th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and what you see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? who will prepare your way before you. Truly I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, O Christ.
0: Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. We have jumped ahead again in Matthew's gospel. And now the son of Elizabeth and Zechariah, the cousin of Jesus called John, the same John who had baptized Jesus in the river Jordan, is in prison. And Matthew tells us he has heard what the Messiah, the Christ, the Anointed One, has been doing. And now John is sending his disciples to talk to Jesus. Do you ever wonder what it was that John heard? Had he caught snippets of conversations between the guards at the castle, like a game of telephone where the words become garbled and the message confused? Or had friendly fishermen embellished their stories so that they took on mythic proportions? I like to imagine that faithful people found a way to get word to John that all that he had foretold was now taking place. The crowds who had witnessed the Sermon on the Mount were now repeating it from memory. And others were rejoicing that Jesus not only healed a leper and the demoniac, but also a Roman centurion's servant and a hemorrhaging woman. And I can hear their excited whispers. Had John heard Jesus has opened the eyes of the blind. We can't know. We can't know what John heard or how he knew what was happening some 90 miles north of him in Galilee. But somehow, word of what Jesus was saying and doing had reached his cousin And now he was sending his own disciples to Jesus to talk with him. Sometimes, when we hear the question asked by John's disciples Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? we hear doubt. Maybe they thought the Messiah would come with more fury, that Rome would be vanquished immediately or the kings and the emperors would be brought low. Maybe they thought that the least this supposed Savior could do was get his cousin out of prison. But in his sermon on this text, Martin Luther preached that John wasn't in doubt. After all, we know from all four Gospels that he recognized Jesus as the Christ. He baptized him. He saw the Spirit descend upon him in bodily form like a dove, and he heard God say, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. John is instead like Moses, standing on the top of Pisgah opposite Jericho, standing in his prison cell, unable to go where Jesus is going, John points to him as the one to follow. John asks his question on behalf of his disciples, who did not yet see Jesus as the Christ. Sending them to encounter Jesus face to face, he knows they will witness the transformation that is taking place as Jesus ministers and heals, teaches and saves. During this season of Advent, we find ourselves traveling with John's disciples, waiting for the one who has already come. We catch glimpses of the kingdom that is promised and we hear stories of thanksgiving and praise, gratitude and joy we also see the suffering all around us and in the world and we wonder where the balm is. The good news is that Jesus doesn't respond with ridicule or contempt to our questions. And Jesus doesn't send the questioning disciples away. Instead, Jesus invites them and us into the reign of God that is happening, asking them, what did you expect to see? Jesus knows our expectations can keep us from seeing what is really happening. And our lives are laden with expectation. And in these weeks leading up to Christmas, it can feel like there isn't any time to wait to ponder, or to watch. It can feel like you are just hurtling from one event to the next and the next, and any kind of Advent practice of preparing for the Messiah can feel like one more thing that has to be done before you can rest. We hear and see these unrealistic expectations in commercials and stores and in TV and movies and songs. And we place them on ourselves, trying to continue traditions and rituals that we remember from childhood. And then the expectations conflict with one another. Be still, but light the Advent wreath and open a new square on Advent every day. Remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. But also remember to buy presents for all of your favorite people. Jesus gives us permission to name the expectations we have put on ourselves or we've picked up from others and discard the ones that keep us from seeing Jesus transform the world around us. Christ calls us to open our eyes to see the world anew, alert to what God is doing. Who is being set free from burdens? Where is healing taking place? Where is the good news being shared? This past week, the local paper ran a story about the totally free clothes store, which is over on Warren Street. A local attorney <coughs> took space he had in his office and transformed it into a place where people can get donated clothing. He doesn't ask them for ID or, pro- or ask them to prove that they're deserving. He is adamant that people deserve clothes every day. The naked are clothed. And then last week, or two weeks ago, several of our women went Christmas shopping for the holiday backpacks for Graham school students. They bought board games and make your own ornaments and Christmas candy to put together gift bags, and they included the cards that all of you gave too. The gifts went to all the students who rely on the backpacks to have access to food when they are not at school. And the hungry are fed. And then just this past Wednesday, another group from our congregation collected all the body wash and washcloths and razors that we had donated for Heritage Oaks and put them together in packages. And those items will be delivered this week, and the people at Heritage Oaks will be reminded of the good news that they are not alone in this world, but are loved by God and by their siblings in Christ. The good news is shared. This Advent, may we let go of expectations that keep us from seeing Jesus in the world around us and meeting Jesus in our own lives. May we be transformed. Amen.